and welcome to Nebraska Prep Zone Report, a podcast from the World Herald. We are sponsored today by MD West One, Nebraska's most advanced sports medicine, orthopedics, neurosurgery, and spine care covering greater Omaha for over 70 years. We are in our living rooms today, brought to you by Zoom. I'm joined by Mike Sauter. I'm your host, Jake Anderson. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm good. I'm actually in the basement, uh, New York Jets, MetLife Stadium right here behind me. So, uh, yeah, feeling pretty good today. So the quality of this podcast just went down about 10 <laughs> Um, But we're glad to be back. It's been a while since we've been in a quote-unquote studio. We wanted to do something before boys basketball and after boys basketball, but obviously extenuating circumstances, hence why we are on a video cast right now. Right, right. It's, uh, you know, it's different, but uh, we'll get through it, I think. Be fine. You're surviving quarantine by watching Star Wars for the first time. You know, I feel like yeah, the, the whole, okay, the whole Star Wars thing. I've watched uh, the first one and the second one, New Hope and Empire Strikes Back so far. Um, and uh, I, I'm, I'm going to hold my um, thoughts for a later date, but I do feel like Empire Strikes Back kind of ends in a dud. So. But we'll see. I mean, I know there's a lot more to the story, so I'll figure it out. I only got, what, seven more of these things to watch? I am going to uh, have a no comment on that one (laughs) as someone that enjoys Star Wars. um, I am surviving by watching old college football games. I currently feel like Homer Simpson in The Shinning, um, so I'm trying to stop myself from going crazy. But let's talk some high school sports. Okay. So just to get everyone up to speed. Spring sports are suspended until May 1st, and it seems the quote that Stu Pospisil had in his story from Jay Beller was the situation is getting bleaker, and, you know, it doesn't look like we'll have spring sports. Mm. Um, And obviously, boys basketball was able to continue with limited attendance, but that's not really stopping recruiting, so we'll have some notes on that today. Um, and as well, we'll have some notes on all Nebraska, which is coming out this weekend and kind of how athletes are proceeding during this time. Sounds good. All right. Let's dive right into it here. Um, let's jump to Buffalo university and Northern Illinois. Yeah. Buffalo. Um, so Buffalo dropped a handful of, of uh, offers to in-state kids in the 2021 class yesterday. Uh, I think the most notable one was Kobe Bretts, the uh, safety slash wide receiver, probably translates more to a, a, a free safety at the collegiate level. He, uh, he got his first Division One offer, and it's coming from Buffalo, which is a MAC school, and uh, – you know, that's, uh, that's pretty solid. Um, James Carney from Norris got one. Um, uh, Kate Haberman got one yesterday, uh, the lineman from Omaha West Side. And I'm forgetting somebody else. Uh, but Buffalo did drop a couple of um, offers yesterday. Um, and that is, I don't remember who. I'll find out. Um, but it's interesting because the Buffalo thing is interesting because uh, that's Kenny. I can I won't say his name right. Kenny Natolo, who used to play at um, uh, Kenny Anatolu Anatolu, used to play at Omaha. 
Uh, he's the uh, special teams coordinator, uh, defensive end coach at Buffalo. He, uh, like I said, played at UNO. And uh, so there's a connection to, to Omaha there. And that's partly the reason why uh, he started, I guess, recruiting the area. He kind of has before, but he, you know, dipped in a little bit deeper. One other school that you mentioned, Jake, is uh, Northern uh, Northern Illinois. Yeah, Northern they've been, Illinois. They've been busy. Keegan Johnson, uh, Cade Oberman, um, yeah. as well as James Carney, Nolan Gorsica, and Micah Riley. And if yeah. people remember, Jay Ducker committed there from the 2020 class. And he is there right now. So he's already there. Um, you know, it, they also, um, and I'm sure – maybe most people know this maybe they don't but they did also uh, kind of snatch away Dan Jackson from uh, South Dakota State and Dan is an Omaha Burke um, grad and uh, played at Burke coached at Burke was at South Dakota State for a while uh, came up with the moniker of Nebraska Jacks he's now on the staff at Northern Illinois so it wouldn't shock me one bit to see uh, Northern Illinois dipping into Omaha uh, or Nebraska a lot more. And um, I think that's also a good thing. What, what all this sort of means is, okay, you have these coaches with connections to Nebraska that realize there's enough talent here. Um, now that will just push kids higher to, to different levels, if you will. So rather than a bunch of FCS offers and FCS kids, maybe you know, you'll start seeing some you know, Mac schools, obviously, like those two and um, and different levels like that come in and recruit Nebraska, which then just raises the profile even more. Um, part of the, the problem issue with that, or pr could be a problem is, hey, if kids don't go perform and perform well at that level, then it's kind of like all for naught. So really the idea is, we, you know, it's great, but, uh, you know, take a wait and see, we'll see approach to uh, if the different levels of schools start start popping, um, one other kid in the 21 class, Mike Leatherdale, a big big lineman, defensive lineman from Wayne, uh, got his first Division One offer uh, from FCS school Illinois State yesterday too. Um, James Conway or Conway, uh, linebacker slash tight end, has a Dartmouth and Penn offers. I know, and I, I did get this question, so I want to touch on it. Ivy League. Ivy League schools can't offer, uh, you know, athletic scholarships, but they still have to basically offer a spot on the team um, and you have to be able to get in and all of that stuff. So um, uh, that's something. Another recent offer is Sam Scott. Um, he got an offer from North Dakota, I think, uh, on Wednesday. And so, yeah. And, and the other guy is uh, Heinrich Harburg is, is, uh, is a guy that, will, uh, I think, continue to get more attention. He's got Central Michigan, Northern Illinois, Wyoming is offered to. Big, strong kid that uh, we'll see how that all plays out um, for him. And how, how are recruits handling this? It's not really a dead period. How are they kind of handling this period of just communication with coaches, no visits, no other really recruiting? No yeah, camp. really, I mean, a lot of the stuff is nothing, nothing has really changed, honestly. Like, um, nothing's changed for those guys that much. Um, as far as they can't have in person contact, that's basically it. But everything else is open. So, 
direct messages on social media, whether it be Twitter or Instagram, whatnot, uh, Snapchat, all those things, even Facebook, maybe. Um, but that's, that stuff's still happening. Um, also, um, text, phone calls, video chats, zoom is one thing that's, uh, that's happening now too. I mean, we're doing that, but, uh, college coaches are using that. I did see Notre Dame got a little creative and, and something I liked, um, they're going to, you know, about a minute a day, drop something on their, on Notre Dame football's Twitter account, um, with different kind of behind the scenes things or conversations with coaches and that. So that's something, uh, to look for. I, frankly, I'm a little surprised because that there hasn't been as much, or maybe I haven't seen as much, but with the amount of, uh, video staffs and recruiting staffs and the volume and the number of people in the country that do that, that I'm surprised there hasn't been a lot more kind of creativity around, Hey, look at us. We're doing this. This is what we do. This is what we can provide. Maybe like, uh, uh, I'm talking publicly. I know like coaches are doing a lot of FaceTime and stuff like that, but you know, I, if I was running a program, which clearly I'm not, I would take advantage. <laughs> I would take advantage of some of that. And, you know, there's, there's, you could walk around a campus and show the, even maybe the outside of stuff. Um, so that, that could be a thing. Um, but, but that's how they're doing it is just texting, calling video chat or FaceTiming um, and just sharing pictures and videos and all that of their different uh, campuses and different facilities. That's, that's the best they can. Not I mean, the, the, the athletes that I've talked to hasn't really slowed anything down. It's probably sped it up a lot. So how do you think um, this will change the process with kids not being able to get to campuses that they would have wanted to otherwise, like a kid from Nebraska, he can get to Lincoln anytime. It's a little bit different to get to a Northern Illinois or a Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, that obviously has changed. So what the end result might be in this is we might not have a, early signing period like we did, like we have had the last two years now um, in December. So maybe that, maybe they do away with that just for the one year to give some time um, to kids and, and uh, coaches even to build relationships a little deeper, get kids on campus for unofficial or official visits because none of that, unless this opens up back up in June, June's kind of a key month for recruiting, huge month. Um, as far as football is concerned, even basketball last year, there was two, uh, live periods or evaluation periods in June with the new calendar that they put out. So, um, June would be a huge month if they can get things kind of going or cooking again in June, uh, that'd be pretty huge. So I, I think there's, you know, maybe that's something that they do or, or maybe coaches maybe pushing the pause button to offer as many kids right now. Uh, maybe they wait a little bit to get some in-person evaluation. Um, and maybe kids will kind of push the hold button or pause button as well on their sort of making decisions or commitments. I know I talked to Keegan Johnson, what, two weeks ago, and he said, you know, it, it totally changes his idea or, or when he was going to commit. He's down to um, – uh, K-State, Nebraska, and Iowa, and he was planning on unofficial visits in April and doesn't look like that's likely right now. 
Um, and then he was going to take official visits in June and probably decide before, you know, August, at least, if not July. So that sort of changes uh, the dynamic a little bit. As the official team doctors for high school and college teams across greater Omaha, MD West One Sports Med doctors can get you back into the game stronger than ever. Meet the Sports Med team at mdwestone.com or call 402-390-4111. That, that's an easy transition to another one of our high-profile recruiting decisions. Hunter Salas recently got offered by UCLA. Mm-hmm. How does this change his decision? And he hadn't announced any type of final list, so it didn't seem like he was getting close anyways, but typically they like to have, like to have a decision made before senior, senior season. Right. I, I think it probably changes a little bit, um, not a ton. I, you know, I, I think uh, uh, he hasn't decided on a narrowed things down at all. Um, there's no top 10. Well, he's got 20 some offers, maybe whatever he, there isn't a top 10. There isn't a top five. There isn't a top six. None of that. Um, UCLA, the, the key piece with UCLA is that's Michael Lewis. Michael Lewis is the, uh, former assistant at Nebraska. He's now an assistant at UCLA from on Mick Cronin's staff. So he's just kept that relationship with Salas from when he was the one that recruited him when he was at Nebraska under miles. So that, that definitely hasn't changed anything. Um, he's, uh, or as far as the relationship's concerned. So he's the one that did that, and I think he's doing a, a pretty good job recruiting him. I'm not sure there's ever been a kid that has gotten an offer from UCLA from Nebraska. I, I venture to guess there hasn't. I know in the last 10 years there hasn't for sure. Um, so I, I, I venture to guess there, there really hasn't been one. Uh, and you look at blue blood programs, I mean, they're, they're up there. Um, I know they've struggled recently, but, um, you know, they had a good finish to this season. Um, still, still a pretty big deal. I mean, he has offers from Gonzaga and Kansas to right. other blue bloods. It's UCLA is still a needle needle mover. He's mm-hmm. had an official visit to Gonzaga. He's been down to Kansas. Uh, he's been to been Nebraska, you know, a few other times. Nebraska, Creighton, a few others. So, it, but even before this happened, he didn't seem close to a decision. Yeah, um, I don't see, I don't see a decision happening. Louisville is another one that just offered to, um, it's, uh, he's got a lot of options. I'll tell you that. I know, um, one school that I guess we haven't sort of reported on it. Villanova has been, uh, kind of recently here in the last week, sort of talking a little bit there too. And you can't forget about Creighton, honestly, like, um, they're going to be the, likely a top five team in the country next year to start the year had a great year this year won a co-champs of the big east and i mean that's that's right here if he wants to stay local um i think it's probably you, you know you gotta look pretty hard at creighton unless nebraska can kind of say hey this is the plan we have in for the future um and for him which you know um right now based off of just results um they're gonna have to have a really good year next year yeah, and Creighton, if he, to your point, if he does want to stay local, Creighton has shown that they have a good player development system, as mm-hmm. well as getting local Nebraska kids to the NBA. They've, right. they've have a good track record on that. Um, other basketball news: Chucky Hepburn today was named Nebraska's Gatorade Player of the Year, and right. which is another easy transition to our All Nebraska Basketball section. Um, that's coming Saturday online, Sunday in print. Got a really fun theme this year. You were at the photo shoot. 
I've been involved a little bit on the planning on that. It's a, it's a really fun theme. And I think it'll, I think it'll be perfect this year to kind of give people a good distraction from what's going on and kind of end the season on a good note after what happened for boys state tournament, limited attendance, as we noted earlier. Right. I, you know, um, I think it's really cool. The idea was not mine <laughs> uh, for the photo shoot and, and whatever. I think it's an awesome idea. Um, something I think I've probably never seen or done before, I would imagine. Um, so pretty, pretty special, neat idea. Um, I know just at the photo shoot, kids kind of had fun with it. Um, so that, that should be something fun to look forward to, I guess, this weekend. And I think it'll provide a good keepsake for the kids, the parents, um, you know, even the schools, a good kind of commemoration of right. this season. And as we've noted a lot of times, a talented class of players, boys and girls. Right, right. I, All right. I agree with that. Yeah. And let's wrap up here with uh, something you touched on earlier, how, what this might mean for the AAU season. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of what could happen there if live evaluation periods, what might happen for those? Yeah. Um, so April has been shot already. Um, basically everything shut down for April and it looks like, you know, basically the country might be still in the middle of April be um, sort of not open. So what that means is you have kids like a Frankie Fiddler, uh, uh, Lucas vote, St. Thomas kids that had really strong years um, uh, that are now, I guess they were counting on a strong April or AAU season to get some more recruiting attention from than what they already did. And now that's all gone. Basically it's taken away from them. Um, not fun, not great, not the, you know, not the most ideal situation. And they're all just hoping for July, um, for those July AAU evaluation periods. So and that'll be, I mean, if there's really only, let's say uh, June doesn't happen and there's really only July, what does that look like? That's going to be a zoo. I mean, it is going to be <laughs> crazy. Madhouse. Yeah, just with, you know, coaches and going everywhere all over the country. It already is or was or has been for years. Um, also, it's going to be a little more cutthroat, I think, on, you know, some of who plays on what team and how they get there and, all that stuff is, is going to be a little wild too. But um, and our, our Creighton beat writer, John Niatawa, had a note that Creighton depends on those periods to right. find some of those gems and find them in scouting. Going to those live gyms helps even the Blue Blood programs right. like a Creighton find a guy that can help fill their rotation. Well, even if you look at it, like, I mean, so you, Creighton has a lot more resources than a UNO or Omaha. South Dakota State. Yeah, I mean, those guys count on those things. Um, So maybe maybe schools will have to be a little more regional uh, recruiting or build their connections or network and stuff like that a little deeper. Uh, Maybe that's what it is. Uh, Maybe that's kind of the take they're going to have, which I guess could help some kids from from Nebraska or or in regional pockets like Nebraska or Omaha. I, I just don't know. You know, I mean, we'll have to just sort of wait and see. One one other big name that this made me think of that we that if we're talking about big names in recruiting and how this affects them 
is Lincoln North stars Donovan Williams. This mm-hmm. was kind of the time of the year that he was planning to have his decision wrapped up and be committed and, you know, have this right. process finalized after having some stuff pushed back, decommitting. What, what does this mean for him? He's planning on, uh, on announcing his commitment via video on, uh, I guess, net April 15th, 14th, whatever that Friday is. Is that the 15th? I think it's the 15th. Um, so, yeah. April 17th. 17th, that whatever that Friday, or during that week. So he's planning on, on uh, announcing his commitment. I would say, I would say we have, uh, I'd say we have uh, probably Oklahoma State, K-State, um, Texas are the three schools that have offered him. He lists three others in Kansas and Villanova and Texas A&M. They haven't offered, um, I guess, publicly that we know about. Um, that, that could be uh, maybe a little bit, I guess, surprise one of those three schools if they, if they drop in there. But uh, if I had to guess, and I haven't talked to him in a while, uh, I, I guess I'd talk to him but not about this stuff. If I had to guess, I would say it's probably down to Oklahoma State and K-State. Um, which I think both those schools guess. would be a good fit for him. Right. And it, that's just my guess. So I, I'm, I'm totally, uh, crystal ball in that without, yeah. you know, in the, on that one, but I thought you I, didn't make predictions. No. Well, I mean, those sort of predictions are a little different. <laughs> yeah. He released his final six, March 20th, as you said, it was right. those six schools and he was, he was able to make a few visits during the season. Um, it went down to Kansas a few times. I think K State and K State coaches also been were been to A and M. Yeah, play. he's been to A and M. He's been to Oklahoma State. He's been to Kansas, K State uh, recently. I know that. Well, I think this was a good first Zoom experiment for the Prep Zone Report. Um, I want to take a minute and thank our sponsor again, um, MD West One, Nebraska's most advanced sports medicine orthopedics, nurse surgery, and spine care covering greater Omaha for over 70 years. For myself, Jake Anderson, and Mike Sodder, thanks for joining us. Until next time.